perfectionist, you would think that we would hire other perfectionists. Like, why are we trying to be the perfectionist at everything? We can't. So everything suffers. Why not hire other perfectionists? That seems like the answer to everyone's problem. Welcome to Messy and Magnificent, the place driven women come to elevate their career, health, and relationships. In here, we increase your productivity by replacing always being busy with the space to breathe. Hear your own wisdom and be part of a sisterhood that has your back. My name is Carly Fain, and together we're going to make sure that you have a doable plan and the roots to rise. Well, welcome back to Messy and Magnificent. It is your gal, Carly, and your gal, Anita. We have Anitza Martins in the house with us for the entire month of December. We are oh so fortunate. Anitza is an incredibly valuable part of the team that makes every episode of Messy Magnificent possible. She is our project manager here at Everybody Thrive. So she oversees a lot of moving pieces and has a really good understanding of where we're at as a podcast and as a community. And we are so thankful to have you here today, Anitza. I am so excited to be here today, Carly. And I have two questions for you, one about meaning and one about pleasure. But first, tell everyone, why are we talking about meaning and pleasure on the podcast? Uh, So if you missed it, if you weren't here for the last couple of episodes, go back to episode 109, where we were talking about the equation from the field of positive psychology that folks who thrive in their career, their health, or their relationships understand. And that equation is P plus M equals thriving, which is pleasure plus meaning equals thriving. So doing a little bit of those just in light ways during this otherwise full time of year is a glorious way of thriving, even while we've got a lot on our plate. And so this is another sweet and short episode to keep in our in our back pockets. And so I'm so curious, as you have a question about pleasure and a question about meaning, Anita, what's on deck? What are you bringing forward today? Well, Carly, you know me, and I love to start off really, just really deep. So we're going to go with meaning <laughs> first. But two years ago, one of our first episodes on the podcast you held an open Q&A about your business. So I'd love to know, what do you know today that you didn't know two years ago regarding everybody thrive, yourself, just this entire community you've created? Oh gosh, I love that question because it calls me to, to culminate, right? Which is a phrase we use here a lot. Like, what do I know now based on all of this experience? And it makes all the hard won moments feel a little bit more... I'm a little bit more grateful for them, right? When we can extract out some knowledge or some meaning from them. So one of the myriad of things that I have learned in the last two years, I'm going to go with my first gut instinct, is to pay more attention to who I'm learning from and who I am modeling my business model after. Meaning, in the last two years, I have come to learn that some of the folks that I have studied with who have taught me wonderful, great things in the field of coaching or the field of how to, how to run a business um, are also living or working in ways that I don't aspire to. So I can give an example of that. One of the folks that I've learned a lot about you know, creating online courses for has been really vocal about the fact that they work six or seven days a week and they work 12-hour days. And I, I understand now as I, as I watch, you know, they put out all this great output. They've grown a beautiful company. And I see now how that was possible because they were willing to put in 
12 hour days, six to seven days a week. And I, I always felt behind when I would study with them. I always felt like I wasn't doing enough. And I realized, oh, I just wasn't willing to put 12 hours a day into this. I wasn't willing to sacrifice my health or my relationships in order to do this. So who am I learning from? Right. And how can I take what makes sense from what they're sharing and apply it without comparing myself to somebody else's standard based on what works uniquely in their life? And I see this in terms of the business processes that I learned from, but also in terms of social impact, right? So we're a company that really cares about social justice. I believe that good business is directly related to social justice. I mean, the name of the business is Everybody Thrive for a reason. And so I'm also becoming more cognizant of what are business practices that have been exclusionary? Who am I learning from that's only teaching the white people? And what's going on there? And why am I in that room? And how did I end up there? And so it's just a lot more questioning and being thoughtful about who am I learning from? What are they like? What about what they're teaching is relevant and wonderful and applicable? And what not so much? So that even more and more, my business becomes something that is sustainable for myself and everybody who works within it and increasingly inclusive as we go. This episode is brought to you by the Boundary Academy. 15 years of coaching thousands of women has taught me that it doesn't matter how good our plans, our intentions are, our network, or even our access to external resources. If we don't have the boundaries we need to honor what we care about, we will always struggle with a lack of time or energy or money or downright satisfaction. You see, Women who have thriving, healthy careers and relationships know that boundaries aren't just something nice you get to later. They're something you practice gently now so that you have the later that you want. So you can get free access to the recording of the Boundaries Brunch we did right before the Boundary Academy opened. There's a link to it in the show notes wherever you're listening or head on over to carlyfane.com. And in this 45-minute class, you're going to learn the three mindsets that women with healthy boundaries already know and live into, plus lots of rich, candid conversation with thought leaders in the field of boundaries and women who are just getting started. There's nothing for sale in there, just rich content you're not going to get anywhere else because that hunch you're meant to be doing something meaningful and enjoyable with your life and career, it's right. I hope you'll join me and women from around the world that are making having boundaries oh so doable. Thank you so much for sharing. As someone who doesn't own or run a business, but is a part of your business, I can appreciate how much effort you put into ensuring that you do have this inclusive and well-built work environment because I'm a part of it. I get to I get to engage with it almost every single day and I work in a corporate environment. So I get to experience something very different as well. So you being so cognizant and poignant on how the things you practice and how you run your business and just even from how we conduct our meetings is so so wonderful and I'm glad I'm I've been able to be a part of this journey. So now on the flip side of that, tell me what now brings you joy that wasn't there two years ago? I'm going to be really candid with this answer. So 
what I'm learning is that different structures, different strategies, and different values make sense at different times. So for example, some of our core values would be, you know, authenticity, the empowerment of all people, curiosity, joy, all sorts of things, right? That, that are core values for the company. Those are always going to be there. But there are season-specific values, that I have now. And I didn't fully understand that two years ago. So an example of this is what's being the incredible joy right now is hiring people that are way better at things than I am, which has always been something I've understood intellectually. Like if I'm not good at running social media, then you hire somebody who's good at running social media, right? In order to help you do that. Or if I'm not good at copywriting or don't have the time for it, then, you know, you figure out the means to hire somebody to do that there. What I have been doing for a long time in my career and in my personal relationships is making contracts, formal or informal, with people who could help me as opposed to people who could lead me. People who are better at it than I am, who can come in and say, I've got expertise in this area, let me show you how it's done. And so what's bringing me immense amounts of joy right now is being able to not say, hey, can you help me with this thing? Asking for help is really important. There's plenty of that. But it's kind of the next level of, hey, can you lead this thing? If I hired you, could you take the head on how to develop our new branding strategy rather than help me figure out how to do our new branding strategy? Or could you lead the holiday meal rather than help me cook the holiday meal and just tell me what dishes you need for me to show up this year? And so just making sure that I am not the only leader in the room, in every room, and making sure that I get to be the student and I get to be the one who's helping rather than being the one that's always um, trying to do it all. But there's a lot of joy, as it turns out, in making sure that other people are smarter, more capable, have more experience, or, or in the lead. I think that's a great reminder to me, but I'm going to speak for everyone, in you don't have to be the expert in everything. Like we all, I, especially in my corporate job or in a lot of things that I do, even in my home, I have to be the expert and the most perfect interior designer. Ask me what I know about interior design. Nothing. But I want to feel like I am the most excellent interior designer and the most excellent cook and the most excellent holiday planner. And I can't do all of that. I can't be excellent at everything. But there are people who are really, really excellent in those things. So let's celebrate for their excellence as well. Well, I think you said that perfectly. There's the question. You know, we could pose this out to anybody listening. I want to know from you, what have you been doing that you have no business doing? There's a question, right? Anitza, you and I, when people comment on this, I want to comment back because I think this would be a great thing for me to consider too. What have I been doing that I really have no business doing? Or at least maybe not business doing this season. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to do it forever. Maybe in three years, I'd love to learn more about interior design. But if I have this other priority then how do I let that go a little bit? How do I get okay with that thing just being okay or contracting somebody in some regard or swapping with a friend in some regard so that we're taking shifts and that we're all getting an opportunity to to be the lead? So we want to know from you, what do you have no business doing? I want to hear the answer to that. Put that in a review on iTunes or send a voice memo over to Anita. Tell us what that is. That would be really sweet to incorporate into a future episode. And remember, we thrive through nourishment, not punishment. Keep taking care of what it is that you value, perhaps noticing something that you know now that you didn't know even two years ago. 
And we'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Messy and Magnificent podcast and being part of this dynamic, life-giving community of women. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and me hanging out, sipping tea together, making sure that all women become richer, more nourished, and able to keep on rising. So I'll see you on the next episode next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to head over to carlyfane.com forward slash podcast to get the full show notes. And I've also got some extra special free resources for driven women over there that you won't find anywhere else.